0: Megan Hicks of I Run Far, and I'm with Sabrina Stanley. She's the 2018 Hard Rock 100 Endurance Run Women's Champion. Congratulations, Sabrina. Thank you. You put like all your money, all your stakes, all your eggs into the basket of this race. Is that right?
1: I put beyond my money into it. I put Avery's money into it. Um, so yeah, everything was 100% focused on this race.
0: Okay. I want to ask you sort of about, about big picture, um, approach for a minute. At the beginning of this year, your name was pulled onto the upper end of the wait list for the hard rock lottery. You also had a, uh, given entry into Western States, courtesy of your top 10 finish there in 2017. I mean, to start a year with like close to entry to two of the t- coolest races out there, what was your mindset at the start of the year?
1: Um, so I had no intentions of running hard rock. I did run Rabbit as a qualifier and I was like, okay, I can start building my ticket base. (laughs) And then, you know, in five years when my name is drawn, I'll be ready and I've done all these qualifiers and I know what I'm getting into. Uh so when my name was pulled spot five, I was like, okay, and I still was because I've heard like Katie Grossman's story about waiting at the start line and not getting to run. I'm like, don't get your hopes up no matter what. And then as like the names started getting smaller and smaller, I moved up the wait list. It's like, okay, maybe I'm probably going to run. And then we talked to a few people that have been around Hard Rock a lot, and they're like, you're going to run. And so decision time came, do I do both or not? And uh, I gave up Western for Hard Rock just because I didn't know the chances of me getting into Hard Rock again if my luck was that good.
0: (laughs) And when you made that decision to um, pull your name out of Western States and focus on Hard Rock, you were still at the top of the wait list yeah, you weren't in yet and there was a big fire burning south of yeah. the course so there was a lot of volatility on whether hard rock for would sure. happen and happen for you
1: yeah um when i pulled my name from western before i did it i contacted alter and i'm like do i have your blessing to do this because i mean they're both really big races and i i just wanted their support and um mike mcknight the team manager is like 100 whatever is like your passion do it like, all right i'm gonna if I left my name in Western on the chance that the fire canceled Hard Rock, my training wouldn't have been there for Western. I wasn't doing any speed work at all. I wasn't really doing tempo runs. So all climbing and descending and mm. like slow, long mountain days. So I didn't want to run Western unless I knew I was going to perform and I didn't think I would. So I dropped Western and the day I dropped it, <laughs> the ver- or the, the very next day after I dropped Western, um, this guy contacted me. He's like, hey, I'm giving up my spot. you're next on the wait list and I want to make sure that you're going to represent my spot. Well, I'm like, I've gave up my summer for this. So of course I'm going to like, I I'm going to win it. That's my plan. And he's like, okay, I'm going to contact Dale. But two days later, Dale's like, do you want a spot? I'm like, yeah, we're
0: yes. tell me, tell
1: me where to mail my newborn is what I told him. (laughs) And he's like, you're good. Um, You're good.
0: Actually, you don't have to give us your (laughs) unborn newborn.
1: (laughs) Right. So yeah, here I am.
0: Um, you were not shy ahead of the race about stating your goals on your personal social media feeds you talked about wanting to win (laughs) and you talked about wanting to run under 30 hours we're like yeah i mean that, that that sort of confidence from a woman is not a common thing so uh can you just talk about that for a minute like having the, I mean, it's not even right to say, like, having the balls to do that, because we're women, you're a woman, but, like, where does that courage and that confidence in you come from?
1: So, I didn't know that I, like, possessed that. I mean, I've been the same person, but I didn't realize I came across like that, and after my interview with you after Western States, I had um, multiple women email me, or friends of mine talk to me, and they're like, we've never heard a woman speak like that. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, just, like, you've never, we, there isn't really me that's that confident, and I'm like, Mm. I didn't realize that I was coming across, that that was unusual to be heard, um, and so I like that's just who I am, and I feel like at some point I was maybe hiding that a little bit because like Avery knows I'm like that, my family knows I'm like that, my best friends know that I'm very confident going into anything, and I like have a goal I'm probably going to reach it or attempt to or keep trying until I do, and so I'm like you know what, I'm not going to pretend. I'm just running it for fun, or I'm doing it for whatever reason. Like, I—that's who I am. Like, I'm—I'm training for fun and I'm training for the views. But when I'm racing, I'm racing to win. I'm not out there to sightsee. Um, And so, (laughs)
0: let's just be honest.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so, I think if you put it into the universe, if I keep saying I'm going to win and I keep saying I'm going to break 30 hours, then I put that pressure on myself too that. I either have to do that or I'm going to look like a really big fool. <laughs> and so if I came up with like a 35 plus hour finish that I was telling everybody I was going to do sub 30 and they're like, she's a lot of talk. Um, it puts pressure on me in my training and drives me harder there too. So I think just putting it into the universe. I don't know. I believe in that in that concept.
0: In terms of the mechanics of running or uh, going for the goal of sub-30 hours, did you write splits mm-hmm. based upon your training on the course, based on other women who have preceded you? How did you develop your race plan?
1: Um, so I looked at a lot of top women that have done it in the past, like Anna Frost, Darcy, um, Emma Roca, and I kind of broke down each of their races and then I picked my favorite. Um, so I went with Emma Roca's 2016 hmm. race. Huh. And I thought she ran the first half a little bit faster than I would like to. Okay. And I thought she ran the back half a little slower than I would like to. And so I kind of just, like, used that as a guideline. And um, I knew roughly her fitness level-ish when she when she ran the race because I um, ran against her in Run Rabbit the following year. Okay. And I know her time there, and I know my time. And then I had, in my opinion, I had a rough day there. So I think I could run that course a little bit faster. So I thought I was pretty evenly matched with her. And if I was a half hour off, I wasn't going to be too upset. Um, and so I, ha- I like, laminate this little time sheet
0: mm.
1: and- that I didn't look at it in the race, and I should have. <laughs>
0: did you have it with you, but you just didn't look at it? Yeah, that, or- so I
1: had any information. I had um, average uh, mile pace between aid stations, miles between aid stations, um, time of day, okay. how long you've been in the race for. Everything was broken down on this little sheet. Uh-huh. And all I really looked at was... The distance between aids and the mile base, Okay. and I should have been looking at time of day, because
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing.
1: <laughs> I, uh, as I sp- told you race. earlier, yeah, my math was from the time I'd been in the race to what actual, actual time I was at. I was complete. I was four hours off. No, I thought I was doing a thirty-four hour race, and was really bummed the entire race, <laughs> and found out four miles from the finish that I, I don't know, maybe I could have broke thirty hours if I was in a different mindset, mm-hmm. but. I I do feel like I laid everything out there, so I don't really have too many regrets.
0: Um, race starts and instantly you're at the front. Were you expecting any uh other earlier company or did you kind of expect that it was just gonna be you in the in the mountains all day?
1: Um, I thought Nikki and um I'm not sure how to pronounce her Niwa is her yeah, last name. Calorie. Okay, yeah, I'll butcher that.
0: I'm butchering it. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to my life. (laughs) I thought it was going to be
1: us three in the front. And when the gun went off, um, Niwa was right next to me. Okay. And we ran the first like 100, 200 yards kind of side by side. Um, And then she dropped back and I never looked back. So I, in my mind, the first 10 miles until Chapman, I thought Nikki was directly behind me and Niwa was right behind her. Okay. Or vice versa. I just thought they were breathing down my neck and they were making me set the pace. And Mm so I'm... I was like, I'm just gonna go as slow as possible and if they wanna make a move, they can, but I'm not I'm not going out for any speed records At right this now. Point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I ran with Brian and his group. There's about seven to ten of us for the first ten miles.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Basically ten ten people hanging out in the mountains. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. And um they were all just chatting and having a good time and taking pictures and Amazing. and um like this is awesome because I'm not stressed and I know they're behind me. And so I took it easy, and then uh, at Chapman, Nikki came in right behind me. And when yeah. I saw her, it's like, okay, now I knew she could see me all the way up Oscar. So I'm like, I gotta kind of let her know how this race is gonna go. And so I pushed as hard as I could up Oscar, conservatively, of course, because there's a little race left. Yeah. But I wanted her to know that, like, I was out to set the bar high, kind of.
0: I mean, yeah, like pushing a that climb up Oscar is is, is a burly climb. Yeah. You have to work to get there, even if For you're sure. going conservatively, was there any risk in pushing it just a wee bit there? Or were you just trying to maintain a push a little bit, but know your limits?
1: Yeah. Um, we had actually done that, that in training, Avery and I, and we ran out of water and the sun was on us and it was so miserable. So my mindset going into that was get it over as fast as possible. So you're not out here suffering the entire time. Um, for a minute I thought it stopped because oh, <laughs> um, I didn't want to be up like I didn't want to feel like I was up there forever suffering so I'm like get it out as fast as possible and then I knew there's a long descent after that so I was okay recovering on that descent okay. um, and so I just power hiked very strongly um, hoping that she was taking note
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know if she took note but you created a. I mean that's where your gap really yeah. started growing on the rest of the women's field was from there on
1: yeah, I uh, I feel like I only got definitely got stronger from there on out. I tried running down into Telluride pretty conservatively, mm. um, but still having that that push going. And then, I mean, going into you, Ray, Avery and I have talked about Camp Bird Road a thousand times yeah. about how that can make or break your race because sure. it's a thirteen mile descent and it's so runnable and you it's a struggle not to go seven thirty and just bomb it and get was, it
0: done. And yeah. yeah,
1: and so I constantly was like, do not go sub nine minute miles. And I was, like, always looking at my watch to make sure I was above nine. And yeah. I I kind of followed that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go pretty close. Yeah. Um, so you've been living in Uray for the summer. And a lot of people consider, in this direction, Uray to be a turning point in the race. Because for the front of the race, it's, I mean, you're at the lowest altitude during the warmest part of the day. You've got this gigantic descent and then this gigantic ascent to get back in the hi- high country again mentally what were what was going through your head in you Ray
1: because we lived there I was very comfortable with um the climb up to engineer and the descent down into Uray. so I knew all those trails and I knew my pace on them and how it was going to go um and so we just did a long steady climb and in, up into engineer and I never thought I was like pushing too hard it was just very consistent and um not stressful at all Cause again mm-hmm. like I knew what was behind every corner and how to get there and um I just picked up a pacer so we were having a good time and Yeah, it was just a very, like, unstressful time of the race for me.
0: Define good time at 50 miles into an ultra marathon. I don't even know.
1: We were just moving really well. Like, we weren't stopped. And that was my kind of the whole, the entire race, that was my thing, was just keep moving. Like, I don't care how fast you're going. Um, Because when I first started training for hard rock, one of Avery's, like, quotes was, it's not who's fastest is going to win hard rock. It's who moves through the mountains the best. Mm. Like, you're not doing sprints or... Whatever, just mo- keep moving. Whatever you're doing, like if it's power walking, that's fine. Mm. Just keep moving forward, and so that was kind of our motto:
0: mm.
1: it's just always go.
0: I think uh, another sort of tough point in the race is going over the high point over fourteen thousand feet, past mile sixty. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and add into it that it's the middle of the night at this point.
1: Uh, so I had Avery now,
0: I and pay, yeah, okay.
1: and we. He hadn't been on that section. So, oh. odd, yeah. Huh. Oddly, I was like really excited to show him my new trails.
0: And I was like, <laughs> and this is where. Yeah. I'm
1: like, when you get to the top of this, you can see handies. It's right there. And it's dark. You can't see it. And I'm like, but it's right there. Just imagine this a 14er. And he's like, okay, just listening to me talk. And because um, it's night, you can see all the headlamps in front of you. So, I just like, keep pushing for that next headlamp and that next headlamp. So, that's what we did. Um, we got to American Basin. There's a nice little descent that goes back up into Handy's. So we
0: hmm.
1: we started running that again. And then um, we got to Handy's. It was kind of breezy up there. It was a little bit chilly. Okay. My jacket my jacket would not zip for whatever reason. So I got really fret. Like, we spent probably four to five minutes, which at the time seemed longer, but I was, like, freaking out. And he's like, let me do it. And then I was trying to do it. And I was just like, no, we got to go. We just got to go. And so I'm like running with <laughs> my jacket. Just, yeah. <laughs> like I'll get warm in like a, a mile down the trail. Yeah. So once we got, um, you know, below that altitude, I really started to warm up mm-hmm. and just started. I knew that trail was really runnable. So we, really, like, we flew down to Burroughs. I felt like we were really pushing the speed. And then Burroughs to Sherman, I want to say we were doing like sub nine-minute miles. It's just like a three or four-mile section, but we were really pushing
0: I don't know if you knew this at all, but when you left the Grouse Gulch aid station to climb Handy's, Darla you at that point was not so far behind you, just a few minutes. But then during Handy's over to Burroughs and then down to Sherman, you put loads of time, not just on her, but all of the women. Like it was game over at that point.
1: I didn't know that. And that probably would have freaked me out if I knew how close <laughs> she was. Um, cause I thought it yeah, was
0: actually, as you were zigzagging up grouse, yeah. like she was coming in the cheering okay. you were hearing was one of them was Darla,
1: which I always wonder like <laughs> if that's a woman that they're cheering yeah. for. Um, I had no idea, but I, again, like, I just want to put, I don't think about like putting distance on the people behind me. I think about catching the headlamp in front of me and I just hope that the woman behind me is not having that same mm-hmm. drive I'm, I'm doing. Um, yeah, that. If I would known – I mean, I probably would have pushed – I don't know. I felt like I was pushing pretty good, so I don't know. I, maybe a little bit of a, a, a fear scare tactic would have came into play, but um, I was pretty comfortable at that point.
0: Yeah, I guess in, the the reason why I asked that question is because looking at your splits, it seemed like you were making some sort of move at that point, but I didn't know if that was you knowing about a woman no. being close or just because you were having a, a really great
1: time. Yeah, I mean – I kind of compare it to Western, like, when you come into Forest Hill. I came into Grouse, and that was my Forest Hill, and I'm like, okay, game on now. Uh-huh. Like, I've been pacing myself. I've been holding back, and now I can finally let loose. And uh, when I I picked up Avery at mile 60 at Leadville, and we do the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. when I get to that mile 60 point, and especially if Avery's my pacer, we just – we the energy between us is really fun just to start cruising, and we really enjoy running together, especially – I call fast. He's probably just jogging. (laughs) So like coming down handies, we were having a blast. And then going down to Sherman as well.
0: Um, Let me ask you a little bit about nutrition. That's a a hard thing for people to nail for not only 100 miles, but 100 miles at this altitude. How was yours? How did it go?
1: Perfect. It was on point. Yeah. Um, So I wake up really early and make sure I go to the bathroom before the race and everything. So there's no need to stop Mm. Um, until way later in the race. Um, and so when I started running, and then I hold my pee as long as I possibly can <laughs> just so that I am not wasting – like I feel like if I can save 30 seconds peeing because I have one last pee break, like that's 30 How seconds. Because <laughs> I don't know. like am my pee breaks. What if that 30 <laughs> seconds was the difference between me doing 30 hours or 29 whatever? Yeah. So um, –
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah. And then eating, I make sure and get some calories in before the run. And then – Every half hour, I make sure and have minimum 100 calories, mm. and then I also drink my electrolyte mix. Um, and then every single aid station, I, I eat. On Hard Rock, I had either pumpkin pie or they had these amazing rice bowls, and so I had two rice balls at every single aid station. And I don't – I try not to waste time chewing, so like the softer, the better. Like Run Rabbit had pancakes. So whatever I can like mush up and just shove in my mouth, <laughs> chug some water, and like swallow
0: it without – You have an iron stomach.
1: I, I try to. Yeah, yeah, I try to, for sure.
0: Pancakes, rice balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is amazing, actually.
1: Yeah. um And then not to overheat your body. I think by pushing too hard, if you overheat your body, then your stomach, um, I that's when I would, like, the most common stomach problems yeah. happen. So if I'm pushing too hard too early, then my nutrition's off the whole race. So oh. I think just keeping my pace and control early on is key.
0: um At the end of the race, it ends with two pretty brutal – Climbs like yes. the climb out of Maggie up to Buffalo mm-hmm. Boy and the climb out of Cunningham to Little Giant. They're just so steep.
1: They are. Um, so after we left um, Pole Creek, mm. I would say I kind of started to struggle. Okay. That's when the first like cracks in the armor started showing. <laughs> and it was mainly physical, but it really affected me mentally. I was like, I'm not moving as fast as I should be. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, these women are gaining on me. Um, like,
0: but you didn't know. This is just in your head. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I always think that I have to move faster because if, if, uh, in my mind, Nikki, if Nikki comes around that corner and sees a female, sees my pink hat, she's going to know it's me and she's going to start pushing harder. So I'm like, get her on the next corner before she gets around that last uh-huh. corner and just keep doing that. So I'm like freaking out that she's chasing me. Um, so we came into Pole Creek and leaving there, it was a really big struggle. Okay. We didn't, like, hang out there, but just that next section was horrible. So coming in. I have to leave? Yeah, coming into Maggie, I was like, okay, just keep moving. Um, There's this guy, I forget his name, from Denver that we started. I've done that section, but I'm not sure if I did it right. And so I'm like, we're going to follow him. And he had run the It was a second attempt or second finish. Um, So I'm like, oh, we'll just run with him, and, like, it'll pace me as well. He paced a a little bit faster than I would like to have gone, but we knocked out that section. And then, um, mm-hmm. little giant climb was, it was horrible. I completely like fell apart.
0: Two miles and 2,600 feet of climb. Some sort of stupid. Yeah. Of it's vertical straight up. Down. Yeah. And I,
1: again, I'd done that one as well in training and in training, it was really smooth. And so going into it, I thought it was gonna be easier than it was. And multiple times I mean I was just being a baby it's like this is the hardest climb of my life It's like every climb I've done has paled in comparison and I'm just like throwing myself having Avery listening to this just like oh this is miserable I can't but like I don't know and I keep apologizing for going so slow and all this stupid stuff and he's like you're fine you're just moving just keep moving yeah and I don't know what I thought I should be like it's not like I could have ran up it I mean, I was hiking, so.
0: Tempo workout. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: so I just, I kept moving, but it, that climb lasted Mm -hmm. a lifetime. It took forever. And then the descent um, was just as miserable. Okay. Um, Yeah, there was one runner behind us um, that we knew was a male. And then there was three runners that were 200 yards behind him. And Avery's like, I don't know if that's a female. I don't know if she's a pacer, but you have to go. And I had. Been in West I only changed my socks at Grouse, mm. so I'd been in wet socks all day, and my the bottoms of my feet were like really, really raw and painful. And he's like, "You have to run. You have to run." And I thought there's possibly a female catching yeah. me, so we kept going. And we actually asked one of the I Run Fire volunteers, "We're like, is that a woman? Like, how far back is she?" Uh-huh. He's like, "She's an hour and a half back." And so we ran all the way down to that the single track that leads you right into town, and like the last hundred yards of it, Avery's like, "There's a woman behind you." sprint and i was like are you sure she was an hour and a half back there's no way and we're just like i'm talking like which at the time is fast like 8 30 minute sprints
0: yeah. coming across town at mile miles. 99 yeah. yeah
1: and uh he's like go 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 and he's like they both have on packs and it's two females and it's a it's a racer and it was amy uh Sprostein? Sprostein? Uh-huh. and uh, he's like she's pacing darla and I'm like, what? Like, how did Darla catch me? And he's like, just run. Stop asking questions. And I kept saying, are you sure? Are you sure? And he's like, I can't tell. I'm like, you have to know. And um, like, I'm panicking. Because I've had the lead for 99 and a half miles. You think this is the end right here. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way I can have the lead that long. And then lose it right here. So um, as we're sprinting, we get into the streets of town. And he's like it's Wardian. It's Michael Wardian. And I'm like, oh, thank God. He's like, well, keep sprinting. You can still probably beat him. I'm like, I'm never going to be Michael Wardian in a sprint. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'll I'll take my finish.
0: (laughs) So um, in fairness to Avery, he did see a ponytail. He did. Yeah. It was just Michael Wardian. Yes. And they were a ways back
1: and he had been up, he'd been running with me for 15 hours (laughs) and had been up all day the day before. So (laughs) You know, and he's like running, trying to look back. So I'm glad he said something, because if it had been, but I was a little grouchy. I'm like, don't do that to me. He's like, what, trying to save your race?
0: (laughs) No, scare the crap out of me. Yeah,
1: I was full panic mode.
0: (laughs) Um, I think you said at the finish line yesterday, and you also said just a few minutes ago before our interview, that you already have the intention of returning next year. For sure. Um,
1: I mean, I would like to do the course in both directions. And also, Mm -hmm. i really really want to break 30 hours that's my goal so
0: yeah so in the end you came in in about 30 and a half is that right 30
1: 23
0: yeah Yeah. that was 23 minutes i'm thinking of all of
1: them i know for (laughs) sure i i personally i looking back though i think i ran a really smart race i don't there's no aid station where i was like Mm -hmm. you really wasted a lot of time here i don't know my aid station splits combined though um that last the climb up little giant and the descent I think I wasted a lot of time. Okay. Oh, well, I don't I don't know, twenty three minutes, but I feel like there's definitely room for improvement that mm. lasts twenty to fifteen miles.
0: Mm. You've already sort of like spent this summer, like sort of physically, psychologically committed. I mean you've lived in the San Juans. Yeah. You've been living and dreaming, <laughs> hard rock, like For sure. Yeah. Are you gonna put that the same amount of intention into next year's race then?
1: Definitely, yeah. Okay. Um I would before I was running competitively, I would say I did the same thing with Leadville. Okay. When I when I first learned of hundreds, I did Leadville year one, and it was essentially my life, and I failed. Oh. I didn't finish that year, so I came back next year with the same drive and hmm. finished. So it was two years, and like everything was Leadville, um, so two years for hard rock is – I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, especially this course. like It's unreal.
0: Yeah, and going the other direction, it makes it almost yeah. a whole different race. That's
1: what I hear. I'm really excited, <laughs> and looking at uh, the top 10 times for females – I think um, all but three of them are on odd years. Okay. And so it should be, in my mind, hopefully 23 minutes faster.
0: Here we go then. Yeah, definitely. Sub 30 for Sabrina.
1: 2019, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, congratulations to you on your win of the 2018 Hard Rock. Thank you so much. And hashtag see you in Silverton next year.
1: For sure. (laughs)